buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Brad Wells, with Pastor Mike Creed and Andrew Friedenstein. What does a doctor with a gun and a whole lot of mud uncover for us at Fort McHenry? Take a moment with us to look back and find hope from history. Andrew, set up the story for us. What was it like back there in 1814? Well, the morale of the United States was at an all-time low. Washington, D.C. had just been burned. For us, this would have been, in modern terms, the equivalent of 9-11. Washington Twin Towers uh, get hit and be destroyed. And so we're just demoralized as a country at this point. Now, the British troops, after they burned Washington, D.C., they marched back to their ships in the Chesapeake Bay and prepared for the attack on Baltimore. Now, as the British were marching to their ships, a couple soldiers were um, looting some small farms along the way. Some local citizens saw and arrested the soldiers and threw them in the local prison. Now, the British were furious about it. This is not something that you did in civilized warfare. There's all kinds of gentlemen's rules that come to it, and this wasn't one of them. They weren't allowed to do this. And so, Uh, They sent some cavalry to free their soldiers that were in that local jail, and then they captured the four men that put them in jail to begin with. They eventually let three of these men go, but they continued to detain one of the men, Dr. William Beans, who was the town's doctor. So why didn't they just turn him loose like all the others? What, What really made this particular man different? Well, to answer that question, we actually have to go just before the burning of D.C., Well, the British troops were marching towards D.C. They passed through Dr. Bean's town, and he offered the British general to use his house as a headquarters while he was in the area. This was a fairly standard practice. And with this invitation, the general naturally assumed that Dr. Bean's was sympathetic to the British cause. Now, we might think that's weird, but remember, it was only 30 years ago that the War of Independence was fought and won. There were still many Americans that had a strong loyalty to Great Britain. However, due to Bean's involvement in the soldiers' arrest that were looting those farms, the British general felt that the hospitality he was shown by Dr. Beans was actually just a trick to get intelligence, and he took it kind of personally. And that may have been exactly what Beans was doing. It would not be surprising at all because... Dr. Bean was a patriot that was well-connected politically. Exactly right, and he was the town doctor, which made him the most valuable member of the community. And the whole area was distraught when the British took their doctor uh, to one of their ships as a prisoner. About a week after his capture, President Madison wrote a letter asking for his release, but the British didn't let him go. Feeling desperate, some friends of Dr. Bean's enlisted a young lawyer from Georgetown to secure the release of Dr. Bean's. 
the lawyer received President Madison's permission to pursue negotiations for his release. The president even sent along a government official to help with the negotiations. By the time these two gentlemen catch up with the British, it has almost been three weeks since they captured Dr. Bean. Mm -hmm. They board a British ship and talk to a British admiral about releasing Dr. Beans. After some initial resistance, they were able uh, to secure his freedom. Unfortunately, they were not allowed to leave right away. Why not? Everyone was in the clear, right? Yes, but by this time, the British were sitting just outside Baltimore, ready to attack. The three men had seen too much about the British fleet, and they were afraid to let them go uh, till after the battle because they were afraid maybe they might pass some intelligence on to uh, the American army. Andrew, here, here's something interesting. Uh, the Sunday before the battle, the British requested, well, they actually demanded a minister, Joshua Thomas, to deliver a sermon to 12,000 troops quartered at Tangier Island, about 100 miles south of Baltimore. He wanted to refuse, but God gave him a message, and he preached the gospel in his message. And then he said, it was given to me by the Almighty that you cannot take Baltimore and will not succeed in your expedition. Wow. He feared that many received their last call for salvation. Man, standing up with guts, proclaiming the truth, that's, that's powerful. In front of all those armies yeah. that were about ready to go to Baltimore. Yeah, and the wow. British were the world power when it came to the sea. Nobody was oh, stronger sure. than these guys. Every every other country they faced, it was pretty much always a David and Goliath situation when it came to naval firepower. Right. And so they didn't listen to the sermon. September the 13th, the battle over Baltimore begins. Now, if you wanted to take the city of Baltimore you had to defeat a small but key defensive position, Fort McHenry, there in the harbor. Mm -hmm. The British were confident in their vast experience and superior numbers as they launched the, the attack. It was a very intense fight that went on for over 27 hours wow. as both sides just hammered each other with their cannons. Mm. Now, the trio of men were on a prison frigate far away from the battle and they're watching all of this happen in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. But after a short time, the smoke from all the cannons was so thick that they couldn't see Fort McHenry anymore or even the large American flag that was flying over the fort. Mm -hmm. Darkness fell as the British attack continued. The British would occasionally launch Congreve rockets in the air that gave a reddish light so that they could see the fort and continue to fire accurately. Sometime in the night, the British stopped attacking. The trio of men knew that there could only be two possible reasons. One, the British lost. Which wasn't very likely. It's not very likely at all. Or two, Fort McHenry surrendered or was just defeated. Wow. The only way they would know is just by waiting for dawn and looking at the fort and seeing which flag flew over the fort. There it is. I feel that energy. Yeah, as here it comes. As the sun crept over the horizon, they saw all glory, tattered but still flying proudly over Fort McHenry. Oh, yeah. 
So deeply impressed by these events, the yeah. young lawyer grabbed a letter mm-hmm. and on the back of it pinned the words to the poem, The Defense of Fort McHenry. Hmm. It was this poem that made this lawyer famous, and to this day, every American memorizes his poem. Wow. Of course, we don't say it in poem form, and we even changed its name. Today, we sing it, for it is our national anthem. The Star Spangled Banner. Wow. <laughs> I love that story. I, I, that's amazing. But I do have this one question about how did the the British lose over the Battle of Fort McHenry? And they had the numbers. They had the experience. They had everything going for them. They were they were blasting until they just quit. The smoke. I can I can smell the smoke. I can see the the rockets' red glare. What happened? Well, they've gone back and looked at this battle, and the historians estimate over 1,500 cannonballs and rockets were fired from the British side to Fort McHenry. 1,500. That is a lot. Wow. I mean, explosion. All these, every cannonball was designed to, once it impacted something, to explode. So you have the steel going everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen at Fort McHenry. Hmm. Two main reasons. One, they... As we mentioned before, Baltimore knew this was coming, so they had been preparing, and they did everything they could. And they put tons, literally tons, of dirt around Fort McHenry and made the fortifications just really a big pile of dirt. It was an earthen fort. Hmm. And the second thing that happened was really God. It rained so much over the previous weeks that that all that dirt was nothing but mud. And so the British are firing these cannonballs at the fort, and the mud is just swallowing the cannonballs, and they're never exploding. So there's never really any damage that happens to the fort unless the trajectory is just perfect to get inside the fort, which is hard because you're shooting basically straight across the water. Right. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't casualties in the fort. In fact, there's reports of patriots' dead bodies being used to prop up the flagpole that, uh, in the middle of the fort. But the fort itself was still functioning at the end of the bombardment. And had it not been for all that rain uh, turning that dirt into mud, that fort wouldn't have been anything but really a hole in the ground by the time the British were done. They should have listened to that preacher. I was reading in my Bible, in the book of Judges, I read about a man named Gideon. Mm -hmm. God wants him to fight a battle. He has 32,000 men. God weans his army down to 300 Mm -hmm. against 135,000 Midianites. Yes. He gives him trumpets, empty pitchers, and lamps. (laughs) It doesn't look like he's going to have a very good victory. Right. But when you put God in the equation, God is always a game changer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We see the battle is set array at nighttime. Uh, the pitchers are broken. The trumpets are blown. The lamps, the light from the lamps comes out, and the Midianites be- begin to kill each other. And a great victory was wrought. Out of chaos and fear. Yes. God can use us if we'll make ourselves available to him. So when we do what we can do, God steps in and he does what only he can do. There is hope from our history. The horses prepared against the day of battle, 
but safety is of the Lord. Be sure to listen each week and find hope from history. Learn more on our website, awakeamericaonline.org. Subscribe, share, consider partnering with us in prayer.